You're listening to episode 41 of the Broken Glass Podcast, understanding the business of the music business with Athena Renee. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have Athena Renee with me, and she is a multi-passionate creative in the music industry and across other, other spectrums of the entertainment industry. So welcome to the podcast, Athena. Hello, Christy. Um, thank you for welcoming me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. I am so happy to have you here because you have um, some really great experience and a really great story to tell. So let's just get right into it. Um, so tell my audience a little bit about you, what you're doing right now, and you know what what you know, about your story in the music industry. Um, okay. Yes. So I am a singer songwriter from Georgia born and raised, but I live in Los Angeles right now. Um, I, I, um, well, as far as the musical front is concerned, I have a EP called Discoveries coming from uh, Self Discoveries uh, that is coming out on next Friday. And um, it's about some of my life lessons. It's, I'm really proud of the experience of the, the project. Secondly, I'm also an accountant. So, um, so that's my daytime job to kind of, you know, pay for this Los Angeles rent <laughs> until <laughs> actually, you know, and until I actually grow in my brand, all my music brand. Um, uh, I'm also uh, transitioning into entrepreneurship and consulting and coaching. Um, other people. Uh, I've been doing it for a while, but I'm realizing that the need is there for artists and for people who are on, you know, who don't make, you know, seven figures a year. Um, They need help with knowing exactly what they are and where they stand as far as considering themselves as a business, but either whether, no matter what kind of industry they're in. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I do right now. Yeah. So how did you get, how did you get started in music? Um, let's kind of take it back a little bit. Um, you know, you have your EP, but what really inspired you to, to get involved and, and to work in the music industry? Um, what involved, oh gosh, well, uh, it started early. I loved music, singing and performing, but, um, uh, I think, it really started to turn when I was maybe 15 um, and I was singing in the choir. Yeah, I'm from, a, I'm from Georgia, but not a big city. I'm from a, a little small town called Douglas, Georgia, where the only place that you can, the only thing that you can really do there is either play sports, sing in the choir, <laughs> or be in, you know, um, kind of nerdy, nerdy teams, like, you know, like a, <laughs> chess club and debate club. So I did all of that. Um, and uh, I got bit by the singing bug um, 
And I started singing in the local choir at my church. And someone, you know, I did, people was like, oh, you can sing. And, mm-hmm. then, um, and then someone came, some from, one from Georgia Mass Choir came and they loved my voice and they felt like I, they felt like they wanted me to start it, start singing lead to a, a song uh, that they uh, wanted to promote for the Youth for Choir uh, choir, um, choir version of Georgia Mass Choir. Youth for Christ, excuse me, YFC. And um, I, I led songs, I toured with Georgia Mass Choir. Um, it, was, it was a very good experience. Um, uh, and, you know, I, it taught me a lot. It taught me one thing too, even at an early age, is that uh, you have to be careful because there's really not very much money involved in, well, in gospel music. I, I would say I'm not generalizing. Some people do make money, but I didn't see it very much. Um, so uh, as I grew, uh, as I got older, um, it was time to go to college. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of put singing on the back burner um, so that I can get my education first. I, and, and when I, like you, uh, I went into business. And I was undecided. I didn't know what I wanted to do either. <laughs> you know? But um, but I, I, I decided, you know, I, I love numbers. I love the universal languages. That's numbers, music, and colors, you know? Uh, so uh, I decided to go into uh, first accounting. And then I was like, oh, God, I really don't like this. So then I traded over to finance, quantitative analysis. And then I fell in love. So, um, so uh, that I, after I graduated, um, I just really just tapped into the accounting and finance market and just, uh, and just and kind of forgot about music. Um, but then when uh, my godmother was on her deathbed, um, she, she was riddled with cancer. She, it, it was so quick. She was in the fourth stages when she found out oh, that wow. um, when she was uh, in the hospice, and she couldn't move because she was in so much pain. Her whole body, you know, she would have morphine drops, um, and and uh, so she wouldn't move. And her, my best friend and her daughter, uh, asked me to sing the large prayer for her on her deathbed. And I was so distraught because I was like, I can't do that. I, you know, like I'm gonna, I, I can't sing a song while I'm crying. You know. Right. Um, but uh, she she looked she was serious. She looked me and she said, "This is my mom. She's on her deathbed. Sing this song for her. You know she loves you to sing it." And I sung the large prayer. And when I got to, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. By the time I opened my eyes after singing that part her arm was her arm had already raised to the sky and that was the um that was the last time she had moved before she passed and um if that wasn't a sign even though I was studying even though I was studying for my CPA exam um if that wasn't a sign there that I need to at least use my gift for healing because if I can move someone who is riddled with cancer on their deathbed, then I can move people who are out here 
punk moving about uh, freely and um, fully functional. And so regardless of what I did or what career I had, I always try to put something into my music um, and something into my gift. So that is how I got back into music after, you know, having an established accounting career and everything. Yeah, that's really powerful um, just to, to hear that and, um, you know, inspiring too. Um, you know, you, it, it feels like, you know, you, you were just kind of going down that path and then to have something, um, I guess, I, I'm not very spiritual myself, but kind of something like very divine, just kind of mm-hmm. like this is, you know, and I think that's, that's amazing that you, you know, what you do and how you bring that kind of inspiration to people, um, regardless of, of where they are in life. And I think, especially right now too, you know, being in the middle of, you know, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, music mm-hmm. is so important. And yeah. if we can, you know, share it with the world, right, especially right now, um, it's, it's, it's definitely um, something that's very, very important in this world. Yes, that's definitely my goal. Yeah. Um, so you, you had mentioned um, your, your EP is coming out um, on April 10th. Um, what, was, what was your experience like with that, with, with writing, with, um, you know, recording? And um, I, I'm, you're an independent artist, if, I, if I'm correct. Um, mm-hmm. so what was that like for you um, to do it independently and to get all that together? Um, well, you know, I mean, independent, I've been an independent artist for, for artist for a second, but it was more of singing cover songs in venues. You know, I never really stepped out to do my own project. This is going to be my, my first, you know, body of work that I release. Um, and this experience I can't take back because it's, it's, it was such a wonderful experience. I, you know, I'm a songwriter, but to be in a room with some other people that saw it, saw exactly what I wanted to manifest in my in this is in this in this project, um, and, and and there were that was just good energy, um, and there were a, a lot of ex- that was, there was a lot of experience. People that I wrote with or, you know, uh, collaborated with these, some of these people are Grammy award winning songwriters. So, um, you know, it was an independent experience, um, but to learn that step-by-step process, um, to learn what it, what it takes to, to actually do all of this work, I have more respect for major artists, you know, yeah, they may get a bigger budget and everything, but some people actually produce uh, like a hundred songs just for one project and they come out with only 15 on their album, you know? Um, And I respect the process. I respect uh, the hard work uh, that people put into it. And and yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but, um, I, I I wouldn't take the experience back for nothing. Did I answer your question? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, it is. It's you know, it's such a an involved project. Even an EP, um, and not an LP, right? You have you know probably yeah. how many songs are on it? 
Um, it's actually five songs, okay. and I have some more ready for you guys later this year. But I don't want to spread myself too thin right now since I can't get into a studio right now. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, even just, you know, five songs, you have to think about the process of it. It's just, you know, between writing and then recording and mixing and, and mastering. But then you also have the other side, and which we'll get into in a little bit here, is the business side, right? And it's yes. it's the getting it online onto the streaming platforms and then deciding if you want it to be physical and how mm-hmm. are you going to promote it and, and talk about it and, and social media. Like, it's just, even though it's five songs, it's one big process, you know, and, and, and I talk with a lot of artists about, you know, some of them take this, you know, the EP and the LP route. And then there are others who just say, you know, no, I want to do just a song every two months. And that's how I want to keep my, my, my audience involved and interested. And, um, and even just one song, it's a process too. So um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting to hear everybody's, everybody's unique take on it and, Mm -hmm. and how they, they get it to work. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's really cool. You've done it independently, but you still have, um, you know, that the co-writing support and, and all of that. So that, that's, um, that's really awesome to hear. And, and I'm definitely excited to, to hear the EP, um, next week and we'll, you know, link to it in the show notes and, um, we'll, we'll share it on social media as well. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So and then, and then when, when the next ones come down the line, we'll definitely share those too. Um, that kind of leads me into, you know, kind of talking about um, your career as, as a business. And I know you are very focused on that too, as, as I am. Um, you know, it's, it's really important, I think, for, for musicians to, you know, not only, you know, hone their craft, but to also at least understand the business side of it and understand, um, you know, how to go about promoting and doing contracts and, and making sure that they have the right splits for the royalties and all of that. And I know you, you know, you're very, you know, you're an accountant and you have that background, but you also, you educate and inspire your audience to really incorporate those kinds of strategies into their careers. So I'd I'd love to, to hear about your, your company and how you, um, you talk about that with people, you know, and, and, and what your, um, you know, why you think it's important for artists to see their career as a business. Um, yes, <coughs> excuse me. Um, thank you uh, for, for the segue. Um, I, my, um, business is called, uh, Whistler Reborn. Um, it's different. Uh, I have different things. I have you know, my publishing company under Wisdom Reborn. I have my entertainment company under Wisdom Reborn. And I also have um, my keynote concerts under um, Wisdom Reborn. Now, um, Wisdom Reborn, uh, uh, the, the keynote concerts, um, I, it was going to start this year um, where I would go through and I'd be a keynote speaker uh, with music entwined into the keynote speaking just like you know i just bust out singing you know um <laughs> god's <laughs> you know like uh, the lord's prayer um but you know you understood what i was telling you during right. the process um and sometimes that get that keeps your audience uh in, in attention while you're teaching them something that they may not 
want to hear. Most people, when they hear about math and accounting, they do not want to listen. <laughs> they um, glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so what, what Wisdom Reborn Keynotes um, speaking uh, does is that we focus on the artist um, and we go and we go to different colleges, different schools. We go to uh, different, even if it's a, a corporation, um, we will speak there. And what I do is I speak on the basics of accounting. I speak on your what what is the difference between an asset and a liability? Some people I know that you are someone who's listening may know those basics, but they, it's, not, it's a lot of people. Who don't um, and they've been taught or they've been um, they have this stigma in thinking that if you buy if you purchase a car that that car immediately becomes an asset and it doesn't you know uh, a lot of people uh, you know from from where I am from from my communities they listen to a lot of hip-hop and R&B and, and rap and they think that if they purchase certain things that they own them and they don't um they don't understand that uh, you know you don't own your house equity it's the equity in the house that you own um and, and, and it would go in from that that angle just to get people to understand what their standpoint um financially because you must know where you stand financially before you can move forward uh, after we after we talk about those different things um, and you have questions or uh, if you want to grow or you want to listen to more, um, I will you know I take personal consultation phone calls. Um, I, especially we're going virtual now, so um, I also work with a team of wonderful wonderful ladies um, at uh, we uh, coachcareers.com where you know they they work with a lot of uh artists and offer a lot of services um to people who may need consulting in something that you would do like how you help you're very helpful to the community where you know you help them um set up their websites and different things like that you know um that is a valuable resource that many people don't know but it's it's natural knowledge to you uh, so we team up and we try to provide that for the person who wants to advance their career. And so, um, you know, that's what I do. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, that's such an important, important service because, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of artists out there who they are an expert at their their instrument, at their voice, at, at writing and, and putting all that together. But then you know, we, we talked about glazing over as soon as you start talking business, it's like, well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've, I've had people say, oh, you know, you know, I really admire that you, you know, you went through all that business school because I don't, you know, this industry, there's just too much. And it's like, there mm -hmm. is a lot, but you just, I think it's so important to have that foundation Yes. Um, to really, to it, even if that's not your expertise, like, you know, you have to outsource, you know, your, your accounting to someone or your, you know, marketing or whatever it is mm -hmm. to at least understand it. Right. So you can see, okay, there is a problem here. This mm -hmm. person might not be handling it right. Um, mm -hmm. or this is what I need to do in a broader sense to move my career forward. And mm -hmm. I think what you're, you're doing going into schools and, and teaching this to, to students and, and to musicians and, and 
those who are coming up through, you know, now they're coming into the industry. It's, it's so important to, to have that knowledge and that basis. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, what I've learned is a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of artists, I can go there. Um, a lot of artists, we, we do it for the love. We really do. We love to sing. We love to perform. We love to connect with people through our words, through our voices. Um, however, uh, it gets to a point to where the person, uh, you know, like, we don't realize that we're spending more than what we should, that we're bringing in. Um, he, you're from LA. You you understand the scene here. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I know you're from Jersey, but I mean, you've lived here. You know mm-hmm. what it is. Um, where you know some of the venues may not or may pay you a certain amount of money. Now you walk in there and you got to pay your band too. So if you got a three or four piece band and they're looking for you to pay them, let's just say from a range of a hundred to two fifty um, for, you know, playing on your gig, you're looking at like what, 400 to a thousand dollars. You got to pay your band alone. Right. And some people still, you know, still don't pay the venues, don't pay you, you know, so you still on top of that, you still got to pay your rent. And and L.A. rent does not play, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) it doesn't play. And so um, when when a lot of artists get frustrated, they get frustrated because they don't realize they're not really taking a whole overall approach to um to themselves as a business you are a business you are a brand you've put a lot of money and time into this you went into the studio you paid the studio person for you know you paid the mixer you you know you paid the producer you've paid all of these expenses to everyone else how do you put how do you plan to make that money back so that you can at least break even or or have some kind of profit or return if you don't have a profit or return then you're 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 doing a hobby you're not really you know main you know that's not a job you know that's not you know so um so you know sometimes you i would have to be a little straightforward with people uh regarding that they're still artists i'm not taking away that but if you want someone to invest in you, um, to anyone, I'm telling this to anyone, you know, if you want someone to invest in you, you have a great creative idea, whether it's an artist project or whether you just found some of the, some bouncy shoes that you created, you know, um, you have to create, in, in, in a mind of a CEO, you have to make that, monetarily you gotta you gotta translate that to a ceo in money terms and how this yeah we know how how great of a product it is but have you tested it on your audience how much money do you think it would make so that they can understand um that they would get return for what they've invested in so that's where we start the basic building blocks of accounting and finance Right. And it's that um, mindset too, right? You have to have that entrepreneur mindset and, and, you know, really think of, um, think of your career as a business. And I've, I've talked about this on, on the podcast and on the blog too. It's, you know, you can't just think, oh, well, you know, especially if you want it to be your career and your, mm-hmm. your business, mm-hmm. you have to think of it 
like a business. You can't think yes. of it like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it, it kind of goes back to that, um, you know, I guess more of a, like a punk rock mindset where it's, oh, don't sell out, you know, yeah. well, it's not necessarily selling out, but it's, it's thinking of, it, it's really, if you want that your, uh, to be your career and you want to be able to live on it, mm-hmm. it's thinking, you know, like you said, it's thinking about your audience. Who's your audience? Where's your audience? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do they want? What do they need? Um, yes. and, and going from there and, and really just, you know, putting together a plan and these are my expenses. These are my, um, you know, this is my revenue and, and this is how much it's going to bring in. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's really, like I said, just putting yourself in that entrepreneur mindset. Now I, I must say this. I, I know. Um, yeah, I have to say this to the artists out there. Please give your your friends or your 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 fellow artists that have full time jobs a break. Uh, sometimes it's it's a stigma um, with artists that have jobs that they're not really full artists. They don't really understand the hustle. They may have been you know, out there doing the hustle thing and they've learned a lot and they've been burned by it. But, you know, there are still things called life um, necessities that still need to be paid (laughs) for. And, um, you know, I've noticed just being, I've been in the artist game for probably eight years and um, two of those years, I actually just was a full-time artist. but what I found out is that, you know, the way I, I want to live, I'm a little spoiled, you know? Um, uh, so I know that music can, cannot, you know, cannot provide the things that I want right now until until I actually gain that leverage. Uh, so um, I just want to say to other artists that look at people who have, you know, other gigs to bring in the income, please give them a hard, you know, don't give them a hard time because um, things are real out here, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some, um, you know, I, I work for a music company, so I have mm-hmm. a lot of colleagues who, you know, they work their full-time job and, and then they, they go home and they, they gig, they write, they record, they teach, they do whatever, you know, they, they, their, their passion is what they want to do, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, they're very lucky to have, to be able to have music during the day and music in the evening. Um, so there are, there are those opportunities out there too, where you can, um, you know, have music be your, your full-time thing and your, you know, your passion as well. That's a blessing. Yeah. I was blessed to have that when I moved to um, Los Angeles, you know, that was my, whole thing I moved to LA was to learn the infrastructure Uh, you know living in Atlanta and going you know and performing at different venues that was a good experience as far as my artist side but what I learned in Atlanta is that there's really no infrastructure there you know Nashville has infrastructure New York has infrastructure and LA has infrastructure right you know like you know they have the record labels um, and the established record labels, the entertainment companies that can really, really, you know, invest in their artists, where it's not very many there in Atlanta, but there's a lot of talent. And what I've learned is, just, when I came to LA, my first job was with Warner Music, and I was the senior accountant for the largest label there, Atlantic. 
And I learned so much there. But I also got discouraged. Sometimes information, when you learn something, it can discourage you as an artist because you think, oh, I'm going to get, you know, most artists think that I'm, I'm talented. All I got to do is get on the stage and someone's going to discover me. Um, but it, it takes a lot more work than that. And then not only that, when you actually get into that grind of um, being on a label, you understand that there's different tiers. There's a difference between a star and a superstar. There's a difference, you know, that, that you know, Bruno Mars may get more attention than you when you just came in, you know. So um, uh, it, it's, it's, just, it's just staying up on your business understanding the numbers, understanding your contracts and your agreements, and having a team there willing to help you and educate you on every area and every area when it's time for you to actually make that move. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, you know, it's, you know, you and I have both been lucky to have that and to see that. And, you know, I know the artists out there who, who do have those jobs in the industry, but, um, you know, it's, that kind of reminds me, like I moved to LA because I wanted that to be in the industry. And I, that was what I had to do. It had that infrastructure. So mm-hmm. kind of goes back to that. Yeah. Um, I do want to chat a little bit. There's, um, you know, we, we talk about, um, oh, the, the Broken Glass podcast really highlights women in the industry, highlights their stories, but we also do talk about, um, you know, some of the, the struggles we have, um, you know, maybe any kind of biases or resistance that we come across as, as we build our careers. Um, so I was just curious, have you ever come across any kind of resistance as you're building your artist career or even working, you know, full-time in, in, in the industry in and in a company? And if you did, how did you overcome that? Oh my God. <laughs> this, this is, I wish everyone asked this question. Okay. Um, well, uh, as a woman in, in this industry, it's very frustrating. I can say that. I mean, I don't want to lead with the negative, um, because I do enjoy what I, you know, what I do. And I, I, I'm like you, like I said, I, uh, and like your coworkers, uh, I do work in the music industry today and then I come home and do my own music. Um, but I see the differences. Um, I feel the differences um, and it's frustrating most of the time because if you're a businesswoman and you're about your business um, and you just so happen to be an artist, you know, cause you have male groupies as well. <laughs> but at the same time, when you're discussing business, you should not, you should be taken serious just as seriously as if it, uh, as your male counterparts, um, especially if you know what you're talking about. Um, there, I feel like, from my experience, I'm speaking for me. For me, um, there's a lot of gaslighting that goes on in this industry towards women um, when we actually speak. To be heard and we're not it's not even about arguing it's not a, it's just talking like we're talking now and me asking certain questions regarding an agreement uh an event that i'm supposed to perform in um i'm getting the details of those things um like knocked out um it seems that it bothers 
some people, some people, I'm not saying all, but it seems like when it comes, when these questions come from a woman, people take it more personally as if, you know, as if we're, we're coming from an emotional space, even when we're speaking just normal talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it was like, you know, it turns into this uh, debate or this going back and forth when it should just be about business. And do you have those things that I need there? I, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of women get bad, uh, bad reps simply because they ask questions. They can be uh, labeled as difficult to work with. And they maybe never snapped or called a name or or never done any of those things. They have simply stood up for themselves and um, and they were more assertive and they can they can lose a gig and they can lose a job. So um, and you got to understand that only five percent of the, the, the entertainment industry is is, you know, has women execs and have women that actually can do something about this. Um, and I, I, you know, just working for people like Oprah and, and, and working for Lou, Turn, Lou, Lou Taylor of TriStar, you know, um, you see these women work. They're strong individuals. They know what they, you know, they know about the business and how to work it. Um, but you know there are still people that want to put a stigma on to them simply because they know what questions to ask or they know their business it's just what it is it's just you know yeah it's it's disheartening it is and it's you know i i say this a lot too but it's it's 2020 i mean (laughs) you know it's I've been very lucky and very blessed in my career to have so many um, male colleagues support me, support what I do, want to see me, you know, progress in my career. But I know that's not the same way for everyone. And, you mm-hmm. know, there are women out there who who ask the questions, who who try to push their careers forward and who just, you know, like you said, they get labeled as being hard to work with. Mm-hmm. But they're just asking the same questions that the guy next to them is asking. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's, I, it still, it just still blows my mind. And, you know, you see all these statistics out there and, um, you know, we were talking before we came on how I started this because of the USC Annenberg study that came out inclusion in the recording studio. And mm-hmm. that, that was what really pushed me. It was just like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we are out there, we are trying to, to do this career and, and this is our passion and what we want to do, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's not being seen and we're being kind of, you know, maybe some, in some instances pushed down or just disregarded and as, um, you know, difficult to work with. And or just in a way, I kind of feel sometimes as an artist as well, that, you know, and this goes with both men and women, their impression. Um, like if I post a regular picture with me fully clothed on, on Instagram, you know, um, I, I'll probably get, you know, from 500 to a thousand likes or something, right? And then if I post something that show a little cleavage or a lot of skin or something, 
it's the likes i mean and this is both by men and women and it's almost like you know women singers women entertainers it's like you know not only shut up and sing but you know excuse me but uh shut up and twerk or something you know <laughs> shut up and you know show me what you're working with you know what i'm saying yeah. it's, it's really you know that that too you know unfortunately yeah and you know i always think you know I, I I would rather see someone talk about what things that inspire them or, you know, just, just show me who you really are, who you truly are. Show me your intelligence, show, show yes. me what you know. And, you know, for me, like, honestly, that kind of thing is like, turns me off and, and I, you know, I don't want to, you know, see it. I want to know you and who you are and yes. hear your story and your authentic be your authentic self and yes you know and maybe i'm an anomaly you know and you and i are anomalies but it's it's that's what i really want to see and and what i love seeing in today especially you know i know a lot of people and fans and audience want to see who you know the behind the scenes and who people truly are and um you know i think there is I've seen a little bit of a shift um, in that sense, at least, but mm-hmm. it's just, I think it's something, you know, that we really need to just, you know, be ourselves and, 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 you know, stand up for who we are. Yes. Yes. Fight for that. Fight for that. <laughs> you know, the first, yeah. um, when I first moved to LA, right. And we were getting our first apartment and I was sitting in there, we were signing the lease and this, um, this lady came and she, uh, she actually was a producer of tours, uh, tour production. And, um, and she was there just to pay her rent for that month or whatever. And, and, you know, me being a networker that I am, I was like, hi, how are you? You know, so-and-so. I was like, what do you do? And I asked her what she did and she told me. And I said, what advice can you give a singer, you know, or um, that a female that, that's coming into the entertainment world and, and from another place she said just be yourself she said a lot of these girls and, and girls please take this too because i will pass this on a lot of these girls come to la and they want this miracle formula that will help them get to where they need to go but the only way that you can get to where you need to go is if you be yourself if you change yourself into, and I'm just going to put out a name, to another Kardashian, you, you know, you, you look beautiful and everything like that. You're just another one of those girls that they can select from. Right. But if you stand on your own and be who you are and still have that talent that, got, you know, that, that you've been gifted, then you can be, you know, that's when you stand out because you are not looking like. If you go into an audition and everybody looks the same, then they they have they can just pick the person that they like the most. But if you come in there with your own and you kill it and you you look the way you look and you you don't have to you know you stand alone and you be who you are, that's when you stand out. So I can tell the same thing. I mean, because honestly, I, like I said, since I've been here here in LA, I've I've done Coachella. I've, I've uh, toured with Oprah. I've done a lot of things that I've never imagined that I would, I've worked for TriStar, Warner Brothers, Warner Music. 
I've met people I've never thought that I would ever meet. Um, and, and that's all by being who I am, being who I was born to be, not trying to be someone else. So I can just, Hey, she was right. <laughs> so, I, you know, yeah. honestly. That, that's so important. And I think that's great advice for, for everybody. Um, it was something I was actually going to ask what your advice is for women. And I think that's, that's super important. So I, I definitely love to hear that. And um, I did want to ask you, you did mention, um, you know, going on tour with Oprah and that was part of the 2020 vision tour. Um, I, I'd love to kind of hear about how that, that opportunity came about for you and what that experience was like. Um. That opportunity came about because I was just singing um, with this group called uh, Ray Singers um, and Chris Wade Productions. And we just, um, we already, we had been doing different things. Like I said, we've done Coachella. We've done a lot of different big events. Um, and, and when, um, and we performed with Daybreakers before, and it was just great energy. The crowd, it was just beautiful energy. Um, and then so um, Daybreakers got hired by Oprah, and then we got hired by Oprah. And so that's how that came about, just by being good energy, positive energy, working hard, coming on time, you know, different things like that. Um, and then, you know, just touring was just an amazing experience because it took us to a higher level of great energy. Um, and just just be, having that being shared with millions of people, tens of thousands of people in the crowd, everyone is in sync with just, you know, just having a higher vibe for 2020. Thank God I did that at least this <laughs> For good vibes, because 2020 <laughs> after that, right after that tour, yeah, everything went to crap, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, that's, um, that's super awesome. Like you know, she's just so inspirational, yes. and um, you know, I think, like you said, it's a great way to to start the year. Um, yeah, and 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 I think too, you know, kind of keeping that energy, you know, that that she she exudes and the inspiration through all this. Um, you know, it's, it's a very hard time that we're going through right now. And I think, um, we need to look to, you know, that kind of, like I said, that energy, that inspiration, just to kind of keep us, keep our spirits up through all of this. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. Um, you know, as we discussed, it is virtual now, you know, the 2020 vision. So I would suggest that anyone go uh, to either Weight Watchers Now or OprahWinfrey.org uh, or .com um, to check on some of the newer things that they may be talking about as far as visualizing your purpose and seeing it and, and, and planning it and, and, and not getting discouraged by external forces in order to get that vision and make it, um, make it, and, manifest it you know yeah. so i would i would suggest that to anyone yeah i'm definitely gonna check that out too i uh, i went on a little bit before we we got on and um you know it's just it's i think it's important for us you know we all kind of go through this in our own different ways mm -hmm. um you know i know me personally i'm i'm you know in, in a position where i can take advantage of the time to to learn to read to um, to grow, you know, to, to work on my business and write and, and just do the things that I've 
been putting off. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's other people who, you know, I know they're struggling and they don't want to do anything or, or they've lost their jobs and they're not sure where to go. And um, I think, you know, we need to take it at our our own pace um, and, and do what we think is right for us. But, um, you know, look, look to these, you know, these inspirational figures, um, just to, to keep yourself from getting discouraged and, and to find these, these outlets. I agree. I agree. Just, just really just seek out the positive energy. Mm -hmm. We got negative coming from everywhere, you know, physically, financially, spiritually, socially, you know, it's very draining to the human mind and the human body. Um, and, and then you, you, you may hear that someone that you know may have gotten the virus or may have passed away from the virus. You know, just I, I, I would say seek just positive. Seek that because the negative is going to be there regardless of you right now, it's going to be there, whether you yeah. watch the news or anything. So seek it out. And if you're an artist, um, write it out, you know, write what you want to happen. And I, I know any songwriter that's listening to my voice right now, you know that there have been plenty of songs that you've written that have manifested themselves. You know, that seriously, once you put word into a musical form, it manifests, it's so strong and so powerful that it manifests. And I would just suggest anyone, that if you're gonna write, write something positive, write something about love, man, something about coming mm-hmm. together or something. Just, we need that right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, so just wrapping up a couple last questions here. Um, we talked about your EP coming out next week and some more that you have kind of come down the pipeline. Um, do you have anything else that you're, you're kind of looking forward to in the future once we, I guess, once we can be free to roam about again? Um, I'm ready to tour. I'm so ready. I mean, I was, <laughs> shout out to B-Squared Management. They, they have been holding me down and it was so much we had planned. It was so beautiful. But then, you know, like I said, it's social distancing time. Uh, so, uh, you know, we had to put a lot of the stuff back on the back burner. Um, but once it's time to get back out and, 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 and see the people and converse and go back and forth with the people with music, I'm ready to tour. I'm so ready to tour and get and stretch my legs and my vocal cords. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So we'll, um, make sure to, um, you know, uh, tag your, your, Instagram accounts and your contacts. So when you're ready to go on tour, everyone can find you. Um, And that kind of leads me to my last question here. Where can my audience find you, find your music, find when you're going on tour, when we can, can go on tour again? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So you can go to Athena, Renee.com. That's Athena, like the goddess, Renee with two E's. That's R E N ee.com um or you can just go to my instagram it's at handle um athena renee music all one word and you know and you can find me from there everything is athena renee music so i'm easy to find out there guys i can't wait for you guys to hear this project is so inspirational 
Yeah, I can't wait to hear that uh, next week for, for us. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Athena. This was awesome. Thank you, Christy, for inviting me. I appreciate it. This was a wonderful experience and, and nice to meet somebody who, who thinks the way I think at the same time. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.